This is Dave Yaron, the author of Fair Warning, The Information Within. You're listening to Bob Nolly and Laboratory Leadership. Here we go. Live from the RVA, this is the Labrador Leadership Podcast with Dr. Bob Nolly. The program that brings you the leadership skills that can make you the most authentic, approachable leader for the sake of your business, your team, and for you. Now, here's Bob. Howdy, duty, ladies and gents. Welcome back once again. How are you? Welcome to the Labrador Leadership Podcast. Alex, how are you? I can't complain. I can't complain. No complaining here. No complaining here. Total honesty. We need total honesty here. So how are you doing? Good? Yeah, yeah. You know, just uh, settling into my new home with my new roommates. Um, And yeah, you know, life is good. Life is good. Yeah, it's always great when you can get to that point as quickly as possible. The yeah, it's good point. Because the move is, you know, that's that can be debilitating at times. But once you get to the point where it feels good. Here's the, here's the big secret for me today, well, not today, but within the last couple of days over the weekend, I found out, I found a couple of boxes that I uh, still have not been opened from when I moved here into this house 15 years ago. Wow. Yeah. So maybe I'll just move them directly to the Goodwill or something like that. I don't know what's in it. I don't think that qualifies me for hoarders, but it may qualifies me for like, I don't know storage wars or something like that yeah you know the best bet is that if you haven't seen it or needed it in 15 years that you probably don't need it now yeah particularly if it's clothes or anything it kind of feels like there's some heft to it i i don't know i'll just i'll just open up one flap and take a look and then i'll go oh my god i've forgotten all about this as long as i don't become you know nostalgic and you know reminisce over some memorabilia i'll be okay and i'll get it out of here and that's being brutally honest, which brings us to the point today about uh, this piece that uh, Catherine Lisman did, uh, Kathleen Lisman, so sorry, dear, uh, did on the problem with dishonesty and leadership. And if you're listening to this show and we even mentioned the phrase dishonesty and leadership, that's going to make you go, oh, gasp, how can you, how can you possibly happen? Well, here's how it happens. You get to the spot, you get to the box on the org chart. You get, you get to the team and you're not ready for it because if you, if you got your power and remember, we've talked about power here from the external sources, the external reasons, like the box on the org chart that you're in and you don't have the power and trust from the other boxes, the influence and the referential power that you have, you're, you're going to be walking a very thin line here by earning the trust and being seen as honest by, by your team. And if you are dishonest and if you, you, you know, if you are dishonest while you're listening, well, there it is. You're not going to be in that box forever. You're going to fall out. But circumstances may put you in a position that you were not prepared and you want to achieve and you want to succeed there. So you may have to do a little rebuilding. And if you do have the power to want to rebuild and to be able to do that, here are the things that you need to consider. The power that you have because you're in that box now is gone. You're not going to be able to have your team take you at your word anymore. Because your guarantee at that moment at T zero 
means nothing. So what you have to do is restart that cycle of making the things you say actually happen. You may want you may want to think your team to think that yes, we're in recovery mode here, but I'm going to be totally above the board and they could all nod and go okay, but you have to do it. You have to rebuild aligning the walk with the talk. Have you ever been in a in a situation where somebody around you has been like that? Somebody's had to rebuild? Yeah. Uh, you know, I've seen it um, a bunch of different times probably uh, in the past five years. Um, and it's not that, you know, they uh, are doing a bad job. It's just that something happens and, you know, opinions will shift. And that's the change right there. The important thing is <clears throat> they'll be hearing your words, but more importantly, people will be looking at what you do, looking at what you do and take action and making sure it's the right thing. Uh, circumstances. If circumstances were around you, uh, don't, don't take the role of being too judgmental on just how guilty your predecessor was. Sure, you inherited some problems and that led to the situation you're in now. And you are not in a position to uh, to excuse that behavior or, or, or punish them for whatever happened. But even if you did have that power, there, there's really no point in voicing your opinion. Let me tell you, this, you know, if... If you are old enough to have lived through the Nixon years, when Nixon finally resigned in August, here comes Gerald Ford to the presidency. And one of the, one of the most, this was before social media. This was just in the days of three network TV. He pardoned Nixon for all his crimes after he resigned. And that just cost Gerald Ford forever, particularly in 76 when he ran on his own against Jimmy Carter and, of course, lost. And that was a big part of it, the fact that he pardoned Nixon. So Kathleen here makes a point. Don't try to deal with the past. Focus on the priorities that you have. Within the business world, that's a good point. But within the Nixon context... I don't feel too bad about the fact that Ford did that. I mean, I was much younger than I was, you know, I was one, I was one of the people that really had trouble with tricky Dick, but I, you know, looking back, I think, I think Ford's move was smart and I'm sure he got a lot of advice from the, uh, Republican national committee and Congress and, and, and the like, but once he pardoned, it's done. And then the nation is not being eaten up with, What's going to happen to Nixon? What's going to happen to Nixon? Why hadn't Ford done anything about Nixon? Where's the Justice Department here? All the people that were, you know, under Nixon's thumb at the time, what's going to happen? He just put that to bed right away. And it may have cost him re-election. But I think the fact that he did put it to bed right away and just said, we're moving on. I, you know, I, I can't be too harsh on that. And maybe there's a context I'm missing there. And I'm sure we'll hear from somebody for sure, uh, about that later. Uh, I'm sorry you missed Nixon. It, it was a, it was a quite a time. 
Yeah, you know, I'm sorry I miss Nixon too. Yeah, I, I don't want to say you'll have something else instead. Oh, I certainly hope not. Oh. Yeah, let's hope it's smooth sailing. Okay, so don't take sides. The whole point of that was don't take sides on the previous administration, whether they're guilty or not, and whether or not you can do anything about it or not. Uh, another point, and every workplace has this. If you don't think you have it in your workplace, you're just whistling past the graveyard. The rumor mill. You're going to have to deal with a rumor mill. Uh, and if there's a the rumor mill gets spun up to higher velocity when you're not communicating as well as you can and or should because the rumor mill is the effect of people filling in the blanks. I wonder what's going to happen. We're not hearing. I hear this is going to happen. And that's, that's the way you diffuse the rumor mills to set up open lines of communication. Is, is that, is that just a horrendous time? When the, when the rumor mill is spinning, you know, like, like I'll get out and it gets to be a huge distraction, particularly when layoffs are imminent, you know, that's a, that's the sample question I always bring up here. Are there going to be layoffs? And the only answer you can really give is, well, if I knew I couldn't, I couldn't tell you. And if you haven't heard anything, you could say, I, I, I'm not aware of any, but if I knew I couldn't tell you. <laughs> And and you can't. Yeah, that's a it's a hard place to be, I suppose. I mean, I've never had to uh to deal with that personally, but you know, it's a it's a giant game of telephone at that point. Oh yeah, the telephone game. That's a great that's a great metaphor for that. That's good. Yeah, there there's some suggestion that if there is a rumor mill, that leaders can use it. They can they can use it to put the communication there, and not just let's. I don't want to use the. Uh, let's say you're going to relocate, you're going to relocate to another floor in the building, or to another building, mm-hmm. and you could just you know if if it's as innocuous as that, you could say, yeah, people start saving your cardboard boxes. <laughs> oh, that would be a hard one there because that's the metaphor for people getting fired. Keep a cardboard box under your desk so you can take all your stuff home when you have to. Mm-hmm. But if you just drop it in there, yeah, yeah, don't don't be overloaded with personal stuff here because we may be making a shift. And you can drop that in the rumor mill until you can make an official announcement. So you'll have to deal with the rumor mill then. That's why your actions have to be at the forefront. Uh, and it's going to be a cause of a lot of frustration. Your team's going to be frustrated. That will debilitate you if you take it personally. The dishonesty that they've lived with up to that point will, is just going to generate all sorts of anger and there'll be a flavor of that lingering. Don't take it on. Don't take it on. You got to be open to hearing that they are angry. You got to have those conversations. But you can't take it on. It's just like the whole feedback issue we've talked about. Have you been in a situation when there's been a new manager, a new leader coming in, and people are still just simmering over the last person in the role? Yeah, 
Yeah, I mean, I think that that's one of the the main things you have to realize going into a new leadership role is that someone's dirty laundry is got to be folded and taken care of. I and, love that. Someone's dirty laundry has to be folded. Very good. And so you you just kind of uh, take it from there, I suppose. But uh, you know, it's it's something that every every person has to deal with when they're coming in and cleaning up. And so the, the prescription can be, uh, you know, sometimes the whole culture of the company, the drive to a goal that emphasizes being successful as being more important than honest. That, that just can't be right. If you, if you think that's the case, just, just deny that totally. Yes, success is important to us, but of course not not at the cost of our integrity. Just don't just don't take that on. Because if you do take it on, then you're sending the message to your employees that it's it's okay to be deceitful to hide your failures. And then that's the seed that they think you're not approachable. And there's the approachable word again. You're not approachable and you're not authentic. Actions, actions, actions. And boy, this whole, this whole effort to re it, it's a rebuilding of rapport is what it is. And you, and you will have to labor at this harder than anything all the day long to get it back, but it will come back. It can come back if you do it right. It's your actions, actions, actions. There's the A word. If you ever want, want to be a type A person, this is a circumstance you have to be one in to lead by example. And if honesty and integrity are not on top, if they are not on top of even on top of results, you got to put them there. Even even in the situation where you can you could see something happening and you could say, "Do you think you could have handled that better?" Well, I don't know. Well, I'm just thinking maybe you could. Maybe you could have told this customer this instead or done this instead, and to just enable people to act better in the culture of honesty and integrity and let them start to trust you again. Well, what an adult pill for today. Can you rebuild it? Yes, you can. And you know, there's no debate here about how you got there. Just realize they're not going to take you at your word. You've got to stay out of the muck of what happened before you got there. Look out for the rumor mill. Don't take the anger personally. Honesty, honesty, integrity on top of results. Got to happen. Easier said than done, people are saying. I can hear you from here. Easier said than done. Got to be done. Got to be done. Remember the power you want to use now at this point doesn't come out of the box that you're in. It comes out of the approachability and authenticity to show. Take that under under uh, under consideration. See where you can go with that. Hopefully, you don't have to use it, but it just goes to show you that the, the authenticity and approachability are a big deal any way you look at it. What do you think about that, huh? Yeah, that's it. That's it. All right, just stay out of trouble, ladies and gentlemen. You've been listening to the Labrador Leadership Podcast. Next time, we will see you. Take care of one another. Bye-bye.
Thanks for listening to the Labrador Leadership Podcast. For the sake of all the special people in your life that deserve you to be the best leader you can be. Connect with us on our website at labradorleadership.com, on Facebook at Labrador Leadership, and on Twitter at Lab Leadership. Now, here's a final thought from Bob. Are you recovering the honesty in your organization? Join us in helping you through that recovery that's not a 12-step process. Click on the big orange button to join the conversation. Go to labradorleadership.com. See you next time.